Well, golf fans, Big D back with a PGA Championship preview preview. Before I bring in today's special guest, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. See all my content. Debating whether we go three-wood or driver this week, so you know that's going to be a fun. Also, check out the Big D podcast for the audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So uh, joining us, the only guy who can debate not an M for one Chelsea and who's and who's gonna be his one and done pick for this week's PJ Championship, Tom Jacobs. Tom, it's major time major time boss. So you know what that means. It means we have to find a winner again, doesn't it, Dylan? We did we did it again last time with, with uh John Rahm again. Uh we did it last year with uh Justin Thomas in this one. Um, so I think it was only was it only the US Open that was wrong for us last year? Um, I, I can't remember who we did for the Open because I bet on Cameron Smith. But I don't know if we did him as our one and done last year or not. I think, you, but we got a we, we got a pretty good record, haven't we, for this? I I think you did. I think you did. Xander and I did Rosal Torres at St Andrews last year. So, sounds about right. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure I'm gonna be doing one and dones on Xander's anymore. Although he has got a good chance. Be honest, I did Xander in the last two Augusta. So 2021 almost, 2022, not so much. No, he's uh, a little bit disappointing, isn't he? So I think that's probably the nicest way to put Xander Shuffle at the moment. Maybe he's maybe he's maybe he and Patrick can't make him go from can't win to can win. Maybe so. I think they they both got the potential to do it, and and why not at the PGA Championship where uh, Americans obviously have a good record. Oh, well, speaking of the PGA Championship, there seems to be all, an endless of an endless memory bank of moments. Uh, do you have one in particular from PGA Championships in the past? I think potentially Jason Day winning his first major and so far only major. I think that was a, a big sort of coming of age thing for him. It was it seemed like a long time coming. Uh, well deserved playing his best golf at the time. That was big, but probably, if not that, Phil Mickelson, I guess, which is obviously uh, not not so well-loved anymore. Um, but that, that performance in 2021 at Kiowa Island was was truly special, especially beating out Brits Kepka, who never lost to that point in the uh, in the PGA Championship. Uh... Well, apart from the year before, actually, at Harding Park, where it, maybe that was where the downfall started. Well, yeah, and that's when the bulky knees started, maybe. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going in the way back machine. Duh, ninety-nine. It's not necessarily for what Tiger did, but what yeah. Sergio did. Because I, I'm amazed how he got that ball off the literally off the tree and somewhere near the green. I'm like, that is one of the craziest shots I've ever seen. This has actually been one of those um, major championships that. It always used to get a bit of a bad rep because we had a couple of strange winners of it, like Rich Beam, Sean McKeel, back-to-back, Y.E. Yang in 2009, beating Tiger Woods, Jason Duffner in 2013 here, he 10 years ago. Yeah, like, I think I feel like that it gives it a bit of a bad record. But really and truly, like, it's it, it's a great tournament. And now they've moved it to, to May. I think that's only worked in their favour. Well, it's... Obviously, this year, uh, Oak Hill hosting the uh, PGA Familiar Court course, last hosted the PGA in 2013, which Jason Duffner won. But guess what month that was in? Yeah, that was in August. And going to be pretty unrecognizable, I thought, this time around. 
Yeah, I was thinking thinking a May PGA Championship could be very interesting in the Rochester, New York area weather-wise. Uh, how do you think the golf course is going to play this week? So they, I think everyone's probably read this by now, but they they basically completely renovated it, removed all the trees. Um, so it definitely plays into longer hitters' hands this time. I still think there will be a premium on accuracy. Like I do think you need to be long and straight. I don't think you can just you continuously be wild. And it's actually more important the angles that you go into these greens in, not so much the you know whether you're in the rough or not. I don't think, but. I guess having a good short game is going to be important this uh, this time around. Like the bunkers are potentially going to be really hazardous, which is not always the case on uh, on PGA Tour events, Dylan. So uh, I, I think that ultimately, pretty cliche. I think the this will reward the best player, not necessarily one that can just hit it the longest, uh, which we've seen in past majors. So uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it could be a really good um, test. I think the the weather certainly will play a part. It's not going to go as far as it usually did uh, in the PGA Championship, being a being in the Rochester area in, in May. But, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Are there any similar courses you're looking at data for this? Because, obviously... Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Like, I've, I've I've looked at Belle Reeve and Beth Page um, just because I think they're the sort of tougher ones and ones that we could be looking at. Uh, I know Brooks obviously won at 16 under at Belle Reeve, but, you know, it, it, it was kind of... Maybe not Belle Reeve... Beth, definitely Beth Page and even Southern Hills last year was was pretty decent. Um, I think you can look back to what we did here last year uh, in 2013. But I think you've got to take it a little bit. Like if, if you saw some of the longer hitters that were doing well in 2013 before kind of Jason Duffner and Webb Simpson come to the fore, I think that's probably what you would look for. So looking back at what happened here 10 years, but keep in mind that it's going to favour the longer hitters and probably, if anything, uh, Beth Page in 2019. And I think actually you, we spoke off air just before we came on, Dylan. Probably US Open tests are, are maybe more important than, than PGAs this week. Particularly Shinnecock, maybe? Yeah, Shinnecock, especially. Uh, how, I've got another one for you. How about Pinehurst? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2014. So that was that was because Martin Kimer, right? That was that because Pinehurst and Oakland. Hill and and Oak and Oak Hill are both down on all courses. So generally, yeah. you know what the greens are going to do. If you hit, if you're a centimeter off, uh, your golf ball might your golf ball might be in another state. Yeah. How much do you think you'll look at sort of Donald Rostar? So we've got the Pinehurst in 2014. We've got East Lake, which is the Tour Championship every year. A Ronnie Mink it was used for. Um, which was the old AT&T national course. And then you had the one for the BMW Championship in 2018 as well. And if, if you think about all those golf courses, there's one name that stands out, which uh, I'll come to later on. But uh, yeah, it. I think it's going to be a real old school test. And although it will play into the kind of longer hitters' hands, there will be a lot of nuance around the greens as well, I think. I I am looking a lot of down and roll sports because generally you've got guys who play well in course. I mean, they're a quote-unquote peak dive specialist, whether it be a Matt Kuchar or a Kevin Kistner seemingly make money on peak dive courses year after year. Yeah. All who who, who would you put as your Donald Ross uh, specialists? Uh, you, you're waiting. You're You'll hear you hear my one pick at the end. I like it. Good, good. My mine will 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 lean into that as well. So uh, maybe mine would be a bit of a surprise name, or maybe not, considering what people listen to 
maybe at the start of the year. Um, when did we, did we do like a major preview show at the start of the year? Didn't did we? We did that, didn't we? Right. I think you. I think you had a bold prediction for major champions this year. Yeah. So I think on that show I said uh, Jason Day and Justin Rose at the time, and it was a bit of an awkward scenario of maybe I'm being a bit too bullish. But uh, as we're speaking right now, Jason Day has a two shot lead in the Byron Nelson, looking to win for the first time in a few years. Uh, he was a hundred to one when I made that claim uh, on this podcast. He's now best 33 to one. He's probably going to be 25 to one next week. You better. Yeah. So um, obviously one of the big storylines going into this week, just like uh, Roy McIlroy for uh, the Masters at Jordan Speed, because the one maker is the only major where he has to won. Yeah. But there were questions about Jordan Speed. I don't know if you saw the video of him like holding his his wrist. Yeah, wrist. A, do you think Jordan Speed is going to play this week? Because he didn't play this. He didn't play the Byron Nelson, which he always plays. Like he'll play, especially as it being an eighteen T guy, eighteen T event. So, do you think Jordan Speed plays this week? I think he plays, but I, I think it's going to be um, up in the air as to how well he can play. I don't know that he's necessarily fit. I think that if the PJ Championship was last week, I still think he would have played. I think he would have given it a go. I think he's definitely taken the Byron Nelson off as a precaution for this event. As you say, most important event to him at this stage, right? In terms of major championships, he's, he's got to get that one for the Grand Slam. And actually, Dylan, this is a good time to bring in the first trivia question of the PGA Championship podcast. What? Okay. So, who joins Arnold Palmer? So, it's, it's from the past. Which player, including like like Arnold Palmer and Jordan Spieth, needed the PGA Championship to win the Grand Slam? So, golfing legend, one player that missed out on the Grand Slam because they didn't win the PGA Championship. Tom Watson? Yes. I thought that'd be a lot tougher. I thought you'd have to think about that a lot harder. Um it's a good job I've got two I've got two more two more trivia questions here for later. But uh yeah, it was Tom Watson. Yeah, I I thought that was uh, I'd have forgotten that one. So um I think I after a few minutes of maybe thinking about it, I'd have got there, but you uh you got it right off the buzzer there. So unless you were just reading my notes from my mobile phone in England, um that would be pretty impressive. No, I'm just no, I'm just checking some I'm just checking a different sport, but um I knew Tom Watson won like a whole bunch of opens, of course yeah. US Open a Pebble and then Augusta, but we didn't Good. win maker. Didn't win didn't win the PGA Championship. And, and that's the thing, right? We we talk about this as like the I think everyone kind of lowers the PGA Championship in terms of uh importance, in terms of quality, etc. But like Jordan Spieth needed it. Tom Watson needed it. Arnold Palmer needed it. Like, there's obviously something about the PGA Championship that you know people struggle with. So, yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm pretty, you know, impressed with the PGA Championship as a whole in terms of majors, and I think people will overlook it a little bit. Let's talk about the top of the board. Let's let's talk about the odds board first, I guess, and then and then we'll go into the kind of um drafting as well just a very simple like hey or nay okay like are we gonna be back in them are we not sound good yep john rahm mm. if it gets to a thousand uh, to a plus one thousand maybe but 
Anything below that? No. Tough ask, I think, to expect him to go back to back in majors. Um, never really seen the PGA as his kind of standout one. I think it's always been kind of the the Masters and potentially, um, you know, when the US opens, obviously at Tory Pines when he won, that makes perfect sense. Scotty Scheffler, yeah or no? Or hey or no? I mean, yes, but I always feel like Scotty Scheffler's there in every event. Like, he'll be a T3, a T4, a T5. Like, Scotty Scheffler's always there, but he missed the cut at Sunner Hills, which he calls, quote, his favorite golf course in the world. Yeah. Now, he's going to the course where he didn't play in 2013, and I think there's going to be some pressure to show he's not just a fluke one-time major champ because other, I would say, lesser golfers have won more majors than him now. People are going to yeah. question about him. I think I think with him, though, I think you hit the nail on the head that there was a lot of pressure on him to do well in that Southern Hills event because he kind of said it was his favourite course. He put all that pressure on himself. He just won the Masters. Um, I think there was an awful lot sort of going through his mind in terms of how well he could potentially perform in this. I mean, it's not been his favourite major, right? I, I think that's one of the things that, that I would say is it's, it's one that really we haven't seen him truly, um, you know, it, he was he was good in, you know, 2020, 2021, fourth and eighth. Did he have he had a decent chance, I think, at Harden Park? But, like, it's actually been the US Open where I felt he was going to win. It's been the Masters where I think, you know, he obviously has won. Maybe the PGA is not his one, but I, I think yes. I, I really like Scotty Scheffler. I think he's playing well again this week. I think he's got the most rounded game of anybody else. So for me, I think it's a yes for Scotty Scheffler right now. Roy. No. Absolutely not. Maybe maybe the open championship, but not this week. Though no, that that's when he's going to fi- like that is when he's going to figure it out right like I, I don't think i don't think he's got enough time like he's not playing well enough at all and i think that the the pressures of being this kind of ambassador and leader against the live and all these sort of things is really quiet with him and um he wasn't good at augusta missed the cut wasn't good um you know since really so to me no, Rory McIlroy, absolutely not. And then I think there's a, a pretty significant drop off after those three, right? Uh, yeah, Scheffler. I'm looking at the DK Sportsbook. Scheffler and Rahm are plus seven fifty. Rory's plus twelve hundred, and then nobody else in the teens. I mean, depending on what site you look at, you might get a number. Like, uh, I think I saw JT at like nineteen, maybe Brooks at nineteen. But yeah, on what sportsbook you at? Yeah, I, I think I, I don't think Rory is anywhere near those other two at the moment. And I think that's um you know, I think that's fairly obvious to people. I guess the one guy that's vaulted himself up there after a, a really impressive master's performance, he's really taken the lead on being the impressive one on live golf, whether whether that means anything to anybody else or not. Uh Dylan Brooks Kepka. Yes. I think this, I think, be honest, uh, everybody's going to hate me for this, but this course fits Brooks Kepler to the T. Played well at the Star Golf Course 2014 US Open. And the last time the PGA Championship was held in New York during the month of May, who won said tournament? Yeah, Brooks Kepler from Dustin Johnson to, to live uh, players. Dustin Johnson about to probably win 
on the live tour as well the week before. Uh, we saw how that helped Brooks going into Augusta. I guess the real question, Dylan, is like we like the, the three players that play really well, Kepka, Reed, and Mickelson, all have history of Augusta, all have you know memories of Augusta. None of Dustin had a little bit of you know decent start in Oak Hill, but otherwise, Patrick Reed, Brooks Kepka, Cameron Smith, Wacky Neiman, none of these guys have got kind of uh, affinity with Oak Hill. So, do you think that changed anything, or do you think they're just like, especially with kind of Brooks, he's kind of back and where he was before uh, going over to the I think Brooks is healthy for once. For now, yeah. last couple of years, Brooks hasn't been healthy, but that knee looks good and he's ready to rumble. Yeah, I think I think we are back with with where Brooks is. I think now that he's probably the the odds that he should be like the twenty to one is probably about right. Um, so you're being asked to take not quite old Brooks skeptical prices because he would have probably been fourteen to one. But like, I think I think you're being asked to take a little bit of a price on a guy that we still don't know. Just how good he is. Didn't didn't perform particularly well in in the final round at Augusta, but perfect golf course for him. And if, as you say, if he's healthy, he's always going to be a factor. So uh, no negatives for me on Kepka. I'd be really interested now to see how Dustin Johnson does, uh, given the the apparent return to form uh, lived this week and whether that can carry over into the major because he's not been good in majors recently. He was okay. I think DJ was. He was good at St Andrews, wasn't he, Dustin? But like other than that, he's been he's he sucked. Okay, speaking of bets, uh, what what is your betting call looking like this week? So it's it's a funny one. So I've already got the hundred to one Jason Day from the start of the year, which uh, I'm I'm clinging on clinging on to. I keep returning back to that one as as probably my favourite bet. Uh, it probably turns out he misses the cut, so I won't be backing him again at kind of twenty eight or thirty to one. But I think the first one for me potentially, and I still haven't completely settled on this, but for now. I really like what Victor Hovland's done in these early majors. Like the last couple of majors, St Andrews, Augusta. Um, I think he's got the you know the all round game. T to green approaches are brilliant. There's obviously a bit of suspicion about him around the greens, but if he can just pound the greens, hit plenty of greens in regulation, make some putts, I really think Victor Hovland can go well. And I think he's been really getting a bit. I mean, what was he? The final group of St Andrews, penultimate group at Augusta, um, last two majors. So now I think it's really time for him to step forward again. Uh, on a tough layout. That would be the one concern is that he's kind of, I guess, at his best when birdies can be made and they might be at a premium this week. Uh, and, plus, and plus, Victor Hartman can only win outside the US. Apparently so, yeah. So New York doesn't count. Um, but like, I, I just I just trust him to go well. I think he's. I think of the of the top group, I think Justin Thomas has got obvious concerns with his putting. I do like his tee to green and around the green game. Uh, Patrick Cantley as we mentioned earlier, doesn't seem to be winning. Xander Shuffle, same. Um, Tony Finau, maybe we can level the same thing at him as a kind of small field hunter, a bit like Victor Hovland. So uh, maybe one of those two guys are going to have their big performance that, that their games uh, are alluding to, Finau or Hovland. Hmm. Who else? So I've got that Jason Day. I think... We should be looking very English this week. And, there's, and I, I never, ever look at the English players and think they're fair value. I always think, especially in, in the UK betting market, I think that we always overvalue them because we want one of them to win. But I, I think that Tyrrell Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood and Justin Rose all look good value to win this week. Um, 
whether they can or not, I don't know. But when you look at when you think about Cyril Hatton and, and recent majors, PGA Championships, US Opens, he's been great. Tommy Fleet with the same. Justin Rose has been pretty exceptional in PGA Championships throughout his career. Um, we well, you know he won that US Open in Marion, which is obviously in Philadelphia, right? Which is is you know in the Northeast. So I think that's a bonus, similar sort of test, uh, high scoring. Donald Ross form. Dylan, Justin Rose, lost in a playoff um, at the BMW Championship, won uh, a Ron Mink, two-time runner-up at Tour Championship. So what more do we need? Pinehurst, I think he was inside the top 10 as well. Martin Kymer won that year. So as much as he may have done his winning by now, when you look at his PJ Championship results over the years, ninth, third, fourth, ninth, eighth, 13th, he's not finished outside the top 30 in his last four PJ Championships. So he was fifth after round one uh, in 2018. 2019, uh, he was top 10 going into the weekend. 2020, he was second going into the weekend, finished ninth. 2021, uh, he finished eighth. And then last year, 13th in the PGA Championship as well. Like what? He's very, very good at this major championship. Very, very solid. And we talk about his current form, did And obviously he's won... Pebble Beach earlier in the year, and understandably, people maybe don't rank that very highly. But sixth in the Players Championship uh, was impressive enough for him. He skipped the match play, which I think works out for him really nicely. He was top ten going into the final round at Augusta. He was second going into the weekend at the Heritage, and then he's taken a few weeks off. So I think Justin Rose is really peaking at the right time for this major championship. I don't think you. I don't think you're crazy for this, especially a shorter, more accurate layout. If you yeah. But I think he, like he he is that kind of shorter side now. But like back in the day, when we think about what Justin Rose was good at, is he was this kind of long enough straight driver of the golf ball. And I still think he's still long enough to not get left behind. Like the difference with this golf course this week, then and like there's no there's no way of just breaking the par fives. They're both over six hundred yards. So. Um, I don't think anyone's going to have this massive length advantage in terms of par five scoring. $7,700 on DraftKings uh, to make your lineups this week. I think that's a, a really useful thing to put Justin Rose in there. And then Tommy Fleetwood and Cyril Hatton are just in great form. Uh, really, really look like they're going to win at some point again on the PGA. Or Tommy Fleetwood, obviously, for the first time. Cyril Hatton again on the PGA Tour. So can Tommy Fleetwood do what Fitzpatrick did last year and make his first PGA Tour win a major? Interesting. Do you have any long shots? Long shots, I think it's, uh, I don't necessarily think this, back in the day, this was like a long shot friendly major. I don't know necessarily that that's going to be the case this time. I do like Gary Woodland. I think that he's playing some better golf, tee to green, likes this sort of test, likes PJ Championship and US Opens. Um, I think that Taylor Moore is interesting in terms of maybe like a top 10, top 20, Seamus Power, the same sort of thing. But I really do think it's going to go to someone either at the very, very top or in that kind of mid-range where all those English guys I just mentioned are. All right. Uh, I do have a couple of mine on which we could bet because this one yep. is a lot to bet. I mean, if Brooks, if you got a better number, if you got a better number like a couple of months ago, better. But yeah, I have seen I have seen a couple of sites where DJ's like in the 30s still. So if you could get it, him in the 30s before those numbers are juiced, yeah, better. Uh, I you mentioned one guy. I think you mentioned one guy at thirty five five to one. I've got a couple guys at thirty five to one. Uh, Cam Young, 
Because yep. everybody's wondering, like, why did this game young and win on the PGA Tour? Well, heck, he might be a major, and he is a New York guy. Yeah. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't, was it, is it, what was it that he said about the school that he didn't go to? Is that, is that, in, is that the joke in New York? <laughs> so where I, is he? Where is he actually from? I don't, I don't know. But uh, I feel like this is, I feel like Cam Young is a guy who can, who can hand, who is better on a tough major course. And this yeah. is a tough major course. One, one, one PGA Championship start, third place finish. It's not bad, is it? Uh, no. And then, <laughs> uh, how about Matthew Fitzpatrick? Let's see. Uh, let's see. Wait a minute. He won the Heritage, right? Yep. Won the Heritage. Won the US Open last year. We think this is going to be a, a US Open test. And, and what did he do in the PGA Championship last year, then? Uh, I'm trying to think what he did last year. I actually don't remember what fits at the... At the uh, PGA last year, honestly, he was he oh, was. Oh wait, he was in the final group, right? Right, yeah. So he was he was three behind Mito Pereira going into the final day. He got into uh, close to the lead. I think I don't think he ever actually took the lead. I think Zalatoris and, and Pereira kind of went back and forth on that until Thomas come up trumps. But Fitzpatrick until the final round, he was really into it. He shot a final round seventy three and lost by two. So um, apart from apart from Mito Pereira, actually had the worst final round of anyone in that kind of top ten. Um, so yeah, obviously that gave him the confidence to go on and do the do the uh US Open. So why not come back and do this at the PJ? He's definitely someone that like I looked at after spilling all the beans on kind of uh Tommy, Tyrrell, and Justin. Like I, I feel like maybe I overlooked Fitz, but I'm gonna be too heavy on English people at this right. I'm gonna have a whole full lineup of English players and Joe and Jason Day, and suddenly I'm gonna be right at the bottom of the uh of the DraftKings balls. <laughs> you should have an all British slash Australian lineup. There. Yeah, I think I think I could probably make one. Let's see if we can make one while we're on the uh, while we're on the air here. But um, yeah, let's let's start it with Jason Day because I like him. Tyrrell Hassan, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood. No, can't do it. That's too much. Um, Unless you have Ryan Fox. Yeah, we could do. Let's see what else could we have in here. So. Oh no, we can't. We can do it. So if we went, so if we go, Jason Day, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood, Tyrrell Hatton, Justin Rose, that leaves us eighty-five hundred. Where we can have Shane Lowry, Sam Burns, The Gala, Tom Kim, Corey Connors, Joaquin Neiman, or we can go with the Australian theme again and go with Adam Scott, who's returned to form. So we could be propped up by Scott and Day with with four Englishmen in between. <laughs> Just go, just go really anti-America in the PJ Championship. I'm sure that'll work out well. Yeah, we're, we're America. I think, yeah, the US is basically... Six, they've, won, they've won the last seven in a row. Yeah, Jason Day in 2015 was the last non-American. He, he was a disruptor. Rory also twice in that span. So it's been Rory, Rory and Jason Day, the only people to not be American to win since 2011. Okay, and I do have a long shot, and I'm happy to see him back in the majors. Uh, you mentioned Jason Day returning the form. How about Ricky Fowler? Yeah. How many times has Ricky Fowler been close to winning the PGA? And I hate <laughs> to see Ricky Fowler congratulate somebody who wins a major. How about they all congratulate him when he wins? Do you think he really can win one? Yes. 
So he's what has he been third, fifth, and eighth in major champ and PJ championship. He's been twelfth as well, where he's uh, going into the final round. So he's had real legitimate shots of winning this uh, winning this tournament. And we know he's obviously had top five finishes in all four majors. Did it all in one year. So um, I- I'd love to have seen him get the win that he's been trending towards on the PJ Tour first. Like it looks like that's what Jason Day is going to do this week. Probably means he's going to win a week too early and, and ruin my bet. Um, but Ricky Fowler, I mean, look, last thing, last, what have we seen him? Top 20s or top 17 finishes in the last five starts. So he's he's definitely all over it. He just needs to turn those into top five and contending, I think. Yeah, I'm going a little lighter than some people. I, I thought it'd be a little heavier, but if I could bet Ricky at 80 to one, probably better top five, top 10 would like make the cut polling. I think Ricky fits well there. So, Tom, uh, you know I'm the trivia savant, and I've asked for some difficult PGA Championship questions. Yeah, I've what got... Do you have up your sleeve? So I've got one that I think could potentially trip you up. So I think you'll get you'll get one of the two potential answers, but I'm just wondering whether I can trick you into thinking which one it is. So who holds the lowest 72-hole score in the PGA Championship? Uh, you mean two Paul or like number wise? Seventy-two holes aggregate. So number wise. Uh, would that be Brooks at a twenty-eighteen? Brooks Kepka twenty-eighteen Bell Reeve. Yeah, it's Brooks Kepka. And then who? Okay, so you got that the right way around. So then, who was the person that did it lowest to par then? Uh. Jason Jason Day, Jason Day at twenty under. So, so Brooks Koepka the lowest aggregate. How do you, why do you not get any of these wrong? It's quite frustrating. It's like I give you the answers beforehand. So this one, I don't know if you can get. If, if you get this one, I give up. I'm not. I'm not doing these next time because you never get any of them wrong. Uh, who is the only player to win and lose a playoff in the PGA Championship? So he's won one and lost one. Hmm. How far back do I go? I'm not giving you any clues. You're too good at this. I'm not, I'm not giving you any clues. It's 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 a it's a while back. Uh, Jack Nicholas. No. Around that sort of time, though, I think. Oh. Jerry Player. Nope. It was it was it was two years after Jack Nicholas's final PGA championship was the one that he won. If that gives you anything. Crap, and I know who won eighty three, but it's eighty two because Jack won an eighty. No, sorry, no, that so I did it after his fourth one. So it was in between his fourth and fifth one. Lee Trevino? No, it wouldn't have been Trevino. It was at Pebble Beach. Lanny Watkins. Lanny Watkins has won a playoff and lost a playoff in the PGA Championship. Only player ever in the history of the event to do that, to win one and lose one. So he's had the the best of both worlds, or worst of both. I don't know how you look at it, but he's done both things, uh, which not many people can uh, say. Bonus points if you can tell me who beat him in the playoff uh, in 1987. You. If you get it, if you get this, I give up because I don't even know if I know this person. Uh, 
It's not Jeff Sluman, right? No, that that was the year after. Yeah. He won 88. I do know this person. He's won like 10 times on the PGA Tour, but like I never remember him. Who is it? Larry Nelson. Oh, yeah. Larry Nelson banged in a 60-footer against, uh, I think it Watson to win the 83 US Open at Oakmont. I can't I can't keep up with you. So he's 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 won the 83 US Open, he won the 81 PGA Championship and the 87 PGA Championship. And he was the only per- he was the person to beat Lenny Watkins uh in that uh thing. So he's won three major championships and I don't really remember him at all. So there you go, Larry Nelson. I mean to be fair, 6 years before I was born when he won his last one, so I don't feel too bad about myself. 5 years before me. Yeah, well, you're just smarter than I am, so you know, that's just the way it is. Okay, Tom, uh, who will be hoisting the Wanamaker Trophy on Sunday? So I'm going to go bold. I'm going to do it. I'm going to. I'm going to go with my convictions from the start of the year, and I'm going to say Justin Rose. I've already got the Jason Day ticket. He's going to win this week, which may make make it harder to go back to back. So Justin Rose is going to be the bold take for the PGA Championship. I wanted it to be Victor Hovland, but his chipping scares me. Um, so Justin Rose, great all round game, great current form. Um, I think he can, uh, I think he can compete at, uh, at Oak Hill this week. I feel like I'm cheating because I feel like I'm cheating because we can only use these guys for four weeks of the year now because yep. they're on the other tour. But Brooks Kepka is going to win his third one and make a, you know, seemingly every year now, somebody wins a second PJ. Like JT won his <laughs> second PJ last yep. year. Bill Mickelson won his second PJ. Roy won his second PGA. Patrick Harrington won two PJs. Bill won his second PGA in 2021 as well. You know what? Brooks Kepka is going to win his third PGA. And, uh, and uh, I feel like. Did one of Beth Page, done well in Donald Wall's course in the past, is Major Brooks, and we're all just living in his world right now. So, <laughs> three out of the last four PGA champions have been winning it for the second time. How about that? And it, and you know what? <laughs> I think Bro- I think Brooks might have said his own after call this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I think he's. Uh... I think the more the more we talk about it, Dylan, I think you you might have the smarter pick this week. I mean, definitely over Justin Rose. I mean, I don't think I don't think many people are going to be joining me on that one. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think you're right there with Brooks Kepper. I like it. All right, Tom. Thanks for hopping on. Uh, happy Mother's Day to all moms out there. That's why I'm wearing yes. Today. So yeah, you uh, you again. You're always more thoughtful than me. You've 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 prepared that one. I think I've got a little bit of pink here. You won't be able to see it on the camera because it looks white, but that's pink on that logo there. And um, and, and um, hopefully our one and done picks go well this week. I think so. I'm sure they will, Dylan. Good luck.